GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the remote GameZilla Media Studios, my co-hosts, Deadite Knight and Player One Miggy. I'm in my own home, socially distant, and not wearing pants. Okay, and uh, Mickey, how are you doing over there? <laughs> I am on the streets of Japan, and I too am not wearing pants, which explains why everyone is looking at me weird. Yep, okay, well, uh, it might be a two-man show here soon, because the police are definitely looking for Player One Miggy. <laughs> Welcome to episode 306 of the GameZilla podcast, brought to you by our patrons. Yes, thank you so much to our supporters at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Uh, I am so excited to announce a new goal because it's been a wild week here in the world, and I've now found out that Tigers are more affordable than I ever could have imagined. So our new Patreon stretch goal is just a couple thousand dollars to get Grim. No, get out of here. Tiger peanut butter. Grim's going to start going by a government uh, initial. So Grim's going to rebrand everything. He'll be PB&J with his Tiger (laughs) peanut butter. And think about how much better the Games of the Podcast would be if there was a live tiger in Grim's studio right now with us. (laughs) No. Uh, No. The new Tiger King of Gaming will be Grim. (laughs) It's going to be wonderful, but thank you so much to our patrons and supporters. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. I can't promise we won't blow all the money on a tiger, but for just $1 I can. a month, you can start can. your patronage. He, you know, it's just going to show up in his house. Uh, you $1 a month gives you access to the State of the Zilla show. Uh, get the $5 exclusive content level. Give you access to every show here on the GameZilla Media Network produces an exclusive show not available on any of our other platforms it's right there it's only for our patrons and next week we'll be dropping our mustard bust game picks for the month of april for you so pretty excited to do that so make sure you stop by patreon.com slash gamezilla media start your patronage today and help us buy grim a tiger Oh god! If I knew if, if I knew that conversation that happened before the show, before we went live, was going to be turned turned into your intro, I would have made sure that we didn't have that conversation. Yeah, of course. Tigers are tigers are not that affordable. Okay, just to buy one is that cost. You know how much they cost to feed. You know. Yeah, but you live close to a Walmart. We can just go get expired oh. meat. I know everything there is. To You're start a pro running now. A You're a professional. Tiger zoo. That's true. You have That's true. Lawn in your backyard. We can run a shady zoo. I think, so how about, to, I think we have to take Netflix away from you. <laughs> yeah. How about my wife's been saying that for a while? <laughs> 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 Too many big ideas. Too many schemes to run. We can get a stray cat and paint it the colors of a tiger. We <laughs> don't need any of that. <laughs> how about we talk yeah, about? He has cats we can paint. How about oh! we? T- how about we talk about some video games? Actually, you can paint. You can paint Grim. I have a cat no, named. I have, I have a cat named Grimlock, so we can paint him. Yeah, we can. <laughs> He's a trash cat. 
We found him in the trash. Okay, that's what that means, guys. I don't. I actually love him, but like we found him in the trash, literally. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dumpster cat. <laughs> smelly cat. Smelly cat. He's awesome though. Anyways, uh, yeah, episode three hundred six. We got we got uh, some Nintendo news to talk about. We have Call of Duty news. We have some Epic Game news, and yes, once again, GameStop is in the news we're going to talk about it so let's uh let's not waste any time and um we're going to get into the news but first we're going to start locally okay we're going to start about a little something that just went down victor thon 2020 is a 24-hour event that takes place every year in ann arbor michigan and because of the covid19 crisis we were not able to have that event and DMUM, which is Dance Marathon of the University of Michigan, uh, normally hosts that event, throws it, organizes it, all that stuff. Um, and they were able to convert it into a virtual event, and they invited me to stream on Saturday night to help raise money for CS Mott Children's Hospital. And so this would be my first ever stream. We did a GameZilla Media stream for uh, stream for Mott. Hashtag stream for Mott is their tag. And we I did a 10-hour stream, and we raised $700 for CS Mott Children's Hospital. So I just want to, first of all, thank everybody that came through the stream, that donated, that shared, and everything. You were all amazing, super friendly, and a uh, big shout-out to DMUM once again for hosting. Uh, after they signed off, they sent over a host to me. And again, it was just, it was a really good time. Special shout out to uh, JJ and Connor um, and Andrew stopping by. Those are three members of CS Mott Children's Hospital that hung out with me in stream throughout the night doing um, uh, mod work within the chat, making sure everything was good, answering any questions that people had. And they were just a fantastic group to always hang with, which I already knew, but I'm just super thankful that they were there. Uh, again, the Gamesville Media team, all of you came out, so thank you so much for supporting our stream. You know, I know it would suck because it's re- we're all remote, so it had to be focused down to one person doing the job, but I do appreciate everybody stopping by and, and supporting it. So we had a really good time, and, um, you know, obviously CS Mott and, and JJ and, T- and his team are very excited. We're going to be helping them out quite a bit, so... That happened next year. We can do it live on site. Yeah, exactly. We're excited, and that and and I've already talked with uh, some of the people that are like at the head of developing the this event on a yearly basis, and told them thank you so much for this opportunity, and we look forward to being able to do it in its full form next year. So, so that happened. It was a lot of fun, um, and. I just wanted to say thanks to everybody, and now we can move into our news segment. So, Dada, give us uh, give us a little news uh, jingle. News. Topic number one. <laughs> this I is like I. It's good. It's good. That was, hot. That was hot. The the roar at the end was really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right hold on i'm a little slow there we go topic Where number one podcast would have quit we're still going we're still going we got we, we're keeping it together okay there there's a reason why people are downloading our show because other shows aren't being made not because we're good okay it's because it's because we're good too but it's also because we're still going topic number one we have the march nintendo mini direct highlights and i think uh if i'm okay with this dead are you want to lead the way on this one 
Yeah, absolutely. You, and, so yeah, let's go. So last week, uh, out of nowhere, Nintendo just dropped a mini direct in the you know early part of the morning. It was like, oh geez, what's in this direct? Uh, it was you know normally they give you like a twenty four hour to forty eight hour notice, but this one I think just dropped on us. So it was exciting to you know around nine o'clock in the morning be able to have a direct to watch and know that we were going to get some information. The fact that they were calling it a mini direct. I already actually had really low expectations. Like I, I like the little Nindy events that they do. Um, you know, when they do some of the focus directs, you know, it's like, okay, you know, you kind of know what you're getting, but because they were calling it a mini, I wasn't expecting there to be anything that was going to rock my world. So maybe it was my low expectations, but I really liked a lot of the stuff that was announced in this mini direct. Uh, there were some surprises and there was at least one dream made true in this direct so let's get into some of the highlights i'm not going to go over every single thing in it but pulled out a few of the highlights want to talk about them here we'll talk about everything else in the discord but they started it off with uh giving us a, a lengthy look at the xenoblade uh chronicles remake that mm. uh that's coming the remaster or whatever it is that's coming out on the switch so there's the original xenoblade that was available on the nintendo wii as well as a there's the 3ds port well now they've cleaned it up it's put they're putting it on the switch and it's going to be available on may the 29th if you like the xenoblade games i'm sure you're really hyped up it's a series that i've kind of stayed away from just because it's not my style of game but that i mean that's a that's a big thing because that's a series that's gained a lot of steam in the last five years and this is this is the game for everybody that is a smash brothers player or whatever this is shulk's game like this is this is where he really kind of originated from yeah, the, that's about all I know about this game. <laughs> the North American release of the original had a really limited pressing. There mm-hmm. weren't a lot of copies of that released or sold, so it's still an expensive original Wii game to get. Uh, and the 3DS version was an exclusive to the new 3DS. So again, that limited the amount that they could sell. So this is probably going to be the most accessible way to play this game thus far. So anyone that really liked Chronicles 2 or you know, X, which I know X was a little bit different on the Wii U. I'm sure there's a lot of reason to be excited about this one. Now, yeah. this next part is the part that just blew my mind, had me so excited. And it's hard for me to say because I kind of hate this company, but they got the they got one thing that I can't hate. 2K announced that three of their biggest franchises are receiving collection ports to the nintendo switch you're getting the wwe collection uh luckily no they didn't put out another wwe you get wwe 2k 16 you get wwe 2k 17 you get wwe 2k 18 man all the trash you don't get 19 because that game is just doesn't Mm. even exist (laughs) the 20 20s real bad 20 is even worse 20 yeah we don't talk about 20 uh so they start off the announcement showing off the Bioshock collection. Almost as good as wrestling. <laughs> I've never played Bioshock, so maybe it is almost <laughs> as good. I know I know BMC's probably gonna be at my house fighting me, even comparing an unplayable wrestling game to his beloved Bioshock. But uh I have the Bioshock collection on PS4, but now I'm kinda like, hmm, portably I might now might be the time to play it. They announced the XCOM. Two collection is coming. So XCOM's a series. I, it, isn't it like a tactical shooter? I don't know a lot about it to be honest with you. It's a tactical, uh, yeah, a tactical mm-hmm. style game. But yeah. I've um, not my not my thing. So yeah, 
But again, really popular game. But here, here's what I talk about. Dreams coming true since the release of the Switch. This is Dreams is coming to the Switch. No, not Dreams is never coming out. That game's canceled. It yeah, yeah, it's canceled. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I don't have it in my basement. Yeah, it's not coming out. You're going to truck. Borderlands the Legacy Collection. That's Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2, and the pre-sequel are coming out for the Nintendo Switch. I'm so excited. I can like, $50. It's worth it. One, I've never played the original Borderlands. Two, having Borderlands that I can play handheld that's not the, the Vita port because the Vita port has really bad touch controls and runs terribly. This is a dream come true for me. You're assuming I, this is going to run better, though. How do you know uh, this? It, how do you know this isn't a Vita port? Uh, because they've already announced that it's not. It's gonna uh, <laughs> it's gonna run uh, 1080p, 30 frames per second. Uh, the uh, the Borderlands One content's gonna be all the upgraded stuff from the Game of the Year edition that was released recently. Obviously, it's not gonna have any 4K support or HDR support. Uh, it, but they are also adding motion controls in for Switch owners, which is cool. Uh, so if you want a motion aim and stuff, that's going to be in there. So uh, I'm excited. All three of those collections are dropping on May 29th. I haven't checked out the prices on the other two, but the Borderlands one is 50 bucks. And for me, that's 50 bucks. I'll happily spend to just have those three games portable at my at my fingertips. I'm I'm pretty geeked up about it. I honestly can't stop thinking about it. I've already pre-ordered. I've I've almost already pre-ordered. I never like pre-order games this far in advance. I just wait till like a week or two out. It's really cool. I, I do like the announcement. I think the switch tax on this is a little. It's. I have a. Hard, I had a hard time at first. I go. It's too. It's too much. That that was my initial thought, and then I thought more about it with the whole Borderlands one and how I bought that separate from my handsome collection that I own. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I could buy handsome collection anywhere. You know, like for dirt cheap. I mean, they'll practically give me handsome collection. They did for a little while on on your different services, but once you add in that that um, Borderlands One style, and and so yeah, you're not getting HDR and you're not getting 4K, but are you getting the other uh, you know life enhancements that they made to that game? Uh, if you remember when they re-released it on the PS4 and the Xbox, mm-hmm. they added some of the features that were in Borderlands 2 to Borderlands 1. Do you know that that is the version that we're getting? Is the that article? The article that I read earlier said all the changes and enhancements um, with the caveat of knowing it's going to run 1080p, 30 frames per second. It said those will be included plus motion controls. So again, it's still early. It sounds like know. it. It sounds like it is. I don't like remember exactly where that where that info came from uh, outside of like the Nintendo blog that I, you know, Nintendo Life or one of those you know sites. Um, but yeah, I hopefully will have some of the quality of life stuff that they brought over from the other Borderlands games. Uh, that's that's what I'm led to believe. And again, uh, I was really tempted to buy the Game of the Year edition when it came out. What was that? Close to a year ago, and I held off. And now, uh, now I feel really good about that decision because I know I'm going to put some time into it, playing it on Switch. That's lunch breaks. That's on the couch. That's. Uh, I just wish it was thir- like thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's what I really. That's like the sweet spot, in my opinion. I mean, we're talking ten dollars here. It's forty nine ninety nine, but still, like, it feels a little steep to me for considering what what we're getting. But at the same time, it is Borderlands and it is, it is the Borderlands games that like made me fall in love with the franchise. So, I mean, 
I also am very interested in adding it to my Switch collection because I feel like, even which is, this is odd. This is a really weird statement I'm about to make. I've been quarantined for 18 days. And I've been stuck in my house for 18 days. But yet I find myself playing my handheld Switch more than I really was uh, up to quarantine. So for me, I'm... I'm playing Animal Crossing. I'm 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 I've been showing Jade, my wife, the difference between the regular Switch and my and the Switch Lite, and and because of that, I've been kind of using both systems differently. Um, you know, Animal Crossing on my full my my full system, and then playing a lot of like my little indie games on my Lite, and it's uh I don't know, it's weird. So for me, it's that same idea that you had with Bioshock. It's like I've never really played a Bioshock game I've like dabbled with like the beginning of a game and then been like nah not gonna do it maybe like you said if I could have Bioshock on the go that might be enough to get me into it now you can loot while you poop honestly for the two weeks I tried to put into the Vita version that was the dream and (laughs) my wife was always knocking on the bathroom door like you better not be playing border (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. It comes out the end of end of May, uh, but let, let's keep things rolling. Obviously, we'll, we're happy to talk about that some more in the Discord as well. Uh, they announced the uh, new DLC for Marvel Ultimate Alliance is out now, so it was dropped last week. It's I a Fantastic Gordon, Four. Yeah. yeah, Fantastic Four. yeah. What? Yep. <clears throat> yep, it's a Fantastic Four DLC, uh, DLC content pack. So those additional story with those characters being added into the mm. giant roster of characters. This is a game I own, and I need to get back to playing it. Like, all that DLC, I haven't even finished the the, the main story of the game. Slacking. I need to buy, I need to buy that game. Uh, all right, moving on. Okay, now this this is one I might be pitching our man Miggy here. Uh, they announced Into the Deep is coming to Nintendo Switch. Miggy, that's a game you played, right? No, see, I, I meant to say something about this. Have you played this, Miggy? Because I don't think you have. Into the Deep? No. Yeah, because because, about, like, because if, you read, if you read about this game, it is an Apple Arcade exclusive, which we all know Miggy is an Android boy. What? Miggy, like oh, two months ago, you talked about playing some underwater. That's what I thought you were talking about. No. No, um, into the deep. I do remember seeing this when they um, when they did announce it, and it was com- it completely interested me. And yeah, was- it's it's an underwater uh, like sort of side scrolling exploration game where you have to you know resource manage, air manage, and that sort of stuff. It, it looks like it would be kind of stressful, but kind of relaxing at the same time and a fun adventure. Um, I was definitely into what I saw from the trailer, and that is available now. Subnautica, that's what I was talking about a few weeks ago. Ah, yeah, very, okay. very different game. Um, have we do we do you off the top of your head? Do you have a price point for this game? Because that, that's my only concern is that this is a Apple Arcade exclusive, which means if I pay the the fee for Apple Arcade, this is included. I'm hoping this isn't any more than man twenty bucks is even tough on on that at that point. It's got to be a ten dollar game. I'm pulling it up right now on the page, and I have a hard time believing that. I bet you it's twenty bucks. It's got it's got to be twenty or less. Um, nineteen ninety nine. So that's tough. So there, there you go. 
if it were if it were ten dollars, I probably would consider downloading it. Do you think it, the twenty even prices me out on it? But we yeah. know I'm cheap. Uh, they showed off some some new stuff for Animal Crossing, some seasonal Easter stuff that's coming. Um, I'm not going to dwell on that too long. But, well, I think, uh, I think know, it's just cool because we, it's something that we're seeing, and and I I haven't I don't remember Animal Crossing on the 3ds a ton, but it, we're seeing that that the animal crossing world, which changes over time, right? Like obviously your internal clock of your system controls seasons. It controls day and night. It controls all that stuff within animal crossing. But this is an additional piece to it is that now they're going to celebrate holidays. They're going to have special events that hit the game, uh, during certain times. So you're going to be able to access this Easter event that has to do with collecting eggs that start to show up in your Island. And then I'm, you're going to be able to do stuff with those to create, to create stuff that you can't get any other way so you know looking forward to your other holidays that are coming up uh means that there's going to just be uh an ever-growing continuation of free dlc in a way uh the next thing that they showed off was an indie game that definitely got my attention Uh, it's called good job and it's an environmental puzzler where you kind of play an incompetent employee at a workplace, uh, and it looks like you, you're causing explosions, you're breaking through the walls, you're knocking things over. It looks like it's a really chaotic, goofy, fun time. Uh, I think it's 20 bucks. I remember looking it up and thinking, oh, I'm going to keep an eye on this one because it just looked like a really fun game. And that was, again, it was another one they dropped on a set available now. Yeah, so, I mean, they made a game about Deadite. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I am definitely a workplace hazard. I'm not going to deny. Yep, yep. No, it does look cool, though. Uh, The ever, ever popular, because it keeps getting re-released, but I know little about it because it's weird. Uh, Catherine Fullbody is coming July 7th to the Switch. It's a, uh, Miggy, do you have any, do you have any history with this game? Actually, yes, I have that, I have the original in my collection for the Xbox 360. (laughs) I wonder why, I wonder why I knew that. I wonder why I figured that you would be the one that had experience on this. Well, it was it was one of those games that when I worked at GameStop, um, I heard a lot of buzz about. And then um, I heard, you know, the Legend of Atlas games, um, you know, if you don't get it while they're out originally, you'll never get your hands on it. So I grabbed it, uh, played it for a bit. And it's it's definitely weeby and challenging if you're into the puzzle games. But uh, yeah, yeah. it's like a puzzle platformer, right, Miggy? It is. It is. It's um I mean I mean basically long story short, you um you're you're a guy that's uh, in love with this woman. Uh, I believe she's your fiance named Catherine, but then you also meet this other woman in a bar and her her name is also Catherine. I think it's spelled differently. And then they added a third love interest in the remake. So um at night, whenever you go to sleep, you go into this dream state and you're being tortured, I guess, by the each one of the personas or whatever, I guess by your own conscience or whatever. Yeah, because so, you're a shitty person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yep. It's it's definitely a weird game, and uh, it's coming to the Switch. So there you go. Now you have a ninetieth way to play that game. Yeah, for sure. Um, they they showed off that they're adding a rhythm game, Fit Ring, which made me think maybe I need to buy a Wii Fit Ring. Like this this whole direct apparently worked on me because I'm ready to throw down money. I don't know if I'm going quarantine crazy where i just want to buy stuff or what but i was like i don't know the rhythm game in the wii fit ring looks kind of fun so funny thing about funny thing about the the wii fit ring right is that uh, jade asked for it for christmas and and my parents picked it up for her and i'm I'm staring at it right now sealed in the box over there and i'm like oh 
they're adding a rhythm. We had talked about opening it up because I had heard it was a good work. That's actually a good workout and fun. And then they added, you know, they're talking about this rhythm mode that they're adding. I'm like, oh, that's that's something that I'd be interested in messing around with. That's when I, and that's when I was like, I heard that this is hard to find now. It's getting hard to find. And so I went on eBay, and a we the Wii Fit Ring like kit, like the box kit, is selling for three hundred dollars. Man. Yeah. So you literally, I don't know if you can find these things, and I'm hoping maybe because they announced this new mode that maybe they're gonna ship some more product because right now I don't think you can easily find this product. Um, and to the point where I, all over eBay was, um, third party rings, just the rings so that people could get a hold of a, like a used copy of the game or, and then just buy like a, an off brand ring that probably like will snap and like jab in your eyeball or something. But you know, it's better now, than, can sp- you make- better than <laughs> spending $300. Coming fall, coming summer 2020 <laughs> dead eye with an eye patch right. <laughs> from buying the cheap ring. Yeah. Now, can you make your own ring out of cardboard? You know? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's the one thing, unfortunately, you can't do with the cardboard stuff. Dang it. Um, Pool of Vision on, on Mixer.com slash Games Media is saying that his wife is very much enjoys the uh, the Ring Fit adventure and is very excited for the rhythm mode. So, yeah, I, I think we officially were like, well, do we open this or do we sell it or do we just like keep it sealed because it's valuable? And um, I looked at her like you asked for you asked for this as a gift like let's just open it and use it, you know like it sounds it sounds fun to me like I don't care and if you really hate it guess what if you opened it and used it once it still sells for two hundred fifty dollars, it was like an eighty dollar game. What do you got next? All right, moving along. This I could have seen coming a mile away, but I'm still disappointed that it happened. Oh man! They, they they teased what's going to be the first fighter in the second fighter pass for Super Smash Brothers, uh, and they they basically just came out came right out and be like it's going to be someone from Arms. Like, oh. oh, they're like we got to work on it because they have really stretchy arms. We got to figure out how that's going to work. Like I have no idea how they didn't put like Ribbon Girl or Spring Man or whatever the hell those stupid characters from Arms are called. In the first, like, I don't even know how that wasn't like added originally to the game. I, I'm honestly confused. I just thought we were eventually going to see someone from Arms. So, the, but the fact that they're leading the second uh, fighter pass with with a character from Arms just kind of has you go. Ah, that's how much trouble they're in, man. That's how that's how few uh, they have left to choose from. First of all, the fact that you said they should have had Arms. No, Arms is is a disaster and, and they should not, not and and they should let it die the way that it was dying. Just let it be. Okay. You tried, you just push it off over to the side and you let it rot. Okay. Just let it rot. It was, Oh my God. I can't believe it's still a $60 game. When you told me that arms, an arms character was going to be joining in smash. I was like, Oh my God. Like why? And now you're telling me they're not even sure who. They're they're Wait, just they they're just announced to. They still want to lead us on a little bit, but they don't have to lead us on. No one knows what they're talking about. No one. If, I'm the if, only one that owns arms because my wife bought it for me, and I was like, "Thanks, babe. I'm not gonna say anything." The hotness. What you forget is what this means is we get that hot track from arms. The oh oh oh. <laughs> That's not oh, a hot oh, track. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, it is. <laughs> no. no, you cannot no. deny that. Grim. No. 
you can you can deny that you're getting a tiger because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, you can deny that, but you can't deny the fact that oh, 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 oh is a hot track, man. It's hot. And it's gonna be in Smash now. I'm sorry. He's You're breaking dead. up on me over here. Is he saying a hot trash? Hot trash. Yeah. Hot trash. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I keep hearing trash. hot trash from him too. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Straight fire. <laughs> Burning dumpster. Got it. <laughs> yeah. There's fire in that dumpster. I got it. I got it, man. Burn every copy. I understand. Whatever I agree fire with you. It takes. It's a fire that's burning inside of me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving along. That a lengthy on Bravely Default 2. I skipped it. I'm, I'm not going to lie about that. I, didn't watch it. I, I don't play JRPGs. Yeah. But so. for all you fans of Bravely Default, like I think we already knew that the, another one was coming, and now we, we know that it's uh, coming out sooner than what, or not, it's coming out this year, right? I think it's what I they didn't said. watch it. Couldn't tell you. I skipped it. Well, I didn't watch it, but right below, right below the video, it says, uh, where's it at? Where's it at? Here it is. It says uh, 2020. <laughs> That's all it says, 2020. So it's supposedly this year. Okay, yeah, next. Yeah, we'll get it eventually. All right, moving along from the area that I didn't watch. This was the other really pleasant surprise. I never would have saw this coming, and I'm excited. 51 Clubhouse Games. It has a sequel to Clubhouse Games. I love Clubhouse Games on the original DS. This is going to have 51 games available. Now, now, are you are you? I'm not gonna lie. I thought you, I thought you were gonna skip this one and go right to the next one. So that's why I threw this in. I wasn't paying attention <laughs> to the doc to understand you were actually gonna talk about this. I like Clubhouse games. You, you stole my thunder, which is okay as long as you're sincere on the thunder. Do you like Clubhouse games? Or are you clowning on me? No, Clubhouse games is really cool, and I think the Switch is going to be a really neat device for this. Um, especially, I mean, right out the, the thumbnail that they show you on the videos, you know, two people playing a game with the system vertically where they're just using it as a board. And so to me, I think there's, I'm sure there's going to be some really garbage games in there, but there's going to be a handful that are a lot of fun that will just be that quick. Like, I don't know what, what do you want to play? You know, when we do actually get to have lunch in person again at work, be like, oh, I don't really feel like playing anything. We just throw it down and, you know, play a simple game of dominoes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the potential people that are watching the show that wasn't alive when games came out crazy. Cause it's like a 15 year old game now at this point. Um, it's a collection of different card games and board games. And uh, you know, it, it's got solitaire. It's got poker. It's got backgammon. It's got checkers. It's got chess. The original one had darts. This one is going to have like stick hockey and foosball and like things like that. Um, I, I don't know. I had, so, I, I had so much fun with the DS version. I am really excited and I heard nothing about this being released. So I'm, I'm pretty geeked up about it. So it, you wouldn't think it'd be something that people would be excited about, but I guess if you're old like us, you're like, I remember playing card games on my D. Um, okay. <laughs> up, up next, I guess, is a game that was announced. It was supposed to come out in like 2018, but never came out. And I knew, never knew anything about it. It's Ninjala, which is going to be a free to play uh, like battle royale brawler type game is what they call it. 
and it looks just like Splatoon. It looks like a total Splatoon knockoff. I honestly thought it was developed by the team that made Splatoon. Nope, it's not. I had to go back and do my research. The game, it looks so Splatoon-y, but it's going to be a free-to-play game where it looks like it's an arena brawler with you know different power-ups and look like 4v4 matchups. I don't know. It didn't really look fun. They they call it a uh, it's an off the wall ninja weaponry and gum powered abilities. Yeah, and uh, they just simply say you don't have much to lose because it's free to play, like you said. So, it, yeah, online combat game. It's like well, and you're right. It looks art style, even like just like the the wording on one of these weapons that would look like somewhat of a like graffiti looks. Like Splatoon. Like, if you wouldn't have told me, I would be like, oh, yeah, the Splatoon guys must have just done this weird, like, one-off thing over here to the side, and they're making it free. You know, it's the next Tetris 99. They're just going to throw it on the Switch, and people are going to play it. But it's not. So now, in my mind, I'm like, how did, why is Nintendo letting this happen? This this is a complete rip-off, but I don't know. In my opinion, exclusive, right? In my opinion, if I want to play this, then I'll just uh, play Splatoon. It's probably better. <laughs> I mean, what's important to remember is Gung Ho that uh, that uh, developed this game. Uh, they, you know, you might know him best for oh, PlayStation Four. You, you, hold on, you broke you broke up. Uh, know him best for what? Uh, the PlayStation Four free to play hit "Let It Die." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> oh no! Um, here's the thing. Um, this will be better than Splatoon in one way. If I can actually play with my friends on the same team, then they win. <laughs> I'd rather play Splatoon alone than play this game with anyone else. Come on. Man, this game doesn't look fun. Okay, uh, moving on. I'm going to hit some hit, hit the remainder of this stuff quickly. I don't think there's anything I have a ton to dwell on. If you guys need something, chime in. Um, they announced two Star Wars games available. Uh Coming, you know, one of them is available today. Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy uh, dropped for the Switch, and then coming soon, uh, Episode One Pod Racing. Pod Racing, baby! Hell yeah, yeah I want this. Like you're hyped for like Borderlands. I want Pod Racing. Yes, yeah. give it to me. Like the only good thing to come out of the early movies, well, the prequels, whatever you want to call them. Man, give me Jedi Power Battles though on PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, now, th- this is a big question, Grim. Have you already downloaded Panzer Dragoon remake? Available now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you showed me the physical copy that I could pre-order. I was like, no, just you just give me the game. I want to play this. So no. yeah, it, it, and it's and it's uh the remade version. So the, my biggest thing was at first when you showed it to me, I was like, did they just port this game? Cause it's going to be ugly as hell. Cause the last time I tried to play Panzer, um, on the Sega Saturn, I couldn't figure out what I was even looking at. Like, it, like I was playing on too big of a TV maybe. And so like, I'm looking at it and my brain was like melting because I'm like, I don't even know where I'm flying. I think I'm on a dragon. Um, I'm not sure what's happening right now. And I was like, Damn, this thing has aged horribly as much as I've loved this game. So to get it all prettied up in in, in handheld form, I have uh I'm very happy. It's uh yeah, it's 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 nice, it's good. If you're a fan of this franchise, which is I mean it's it's niche, you know, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun. And they did a, they did a pre- so far from what I've played through it, they've done a pretty good job on the uh the remake. 
Trials of Mana, a game a lot of people are excited to play on Switch, comes April 24th. Yep. So it looks really that JRPG itch. Yeah, it looks really pretty. And I know, like you said, a lot of people are excited for it. So it's going to be another one of those uh, RPGs you can put some good uh, good amount of time into. They gave us some more information about the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansions. I, I don't really feel necessary to get into it because I honestly don't feel like any of the information that was given was new or exciting. <laughs> they more or less just told you things that were already in the other announcement. So it's more or less a reminder that, hey, in a couple months, we're Nintendo's dropping DLC. So um elder scrolls blades coming this spring that's the mobile game right it's the mobile game coming to switch yeah there was one i was actually really happy in this like quick list that i wasn't sure if you were even gonna touch this list Mm -hmm. mr driller uh drill land oh yeah yep mr driller is a lot of is a fun game so I'm, i'm excited to see one come to the switch i i played a lot of mr driller i'd say on the like the ds era um, but I, I'm, I'm definitely, that's one I'm very interested in. And then of course they talked about, um, Minecraft dungeons, mm-hmm. which, uh, spring 2020. So that's you, I mean, you're a Minecraft guy now. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they make it sound like the Minecraft dungeons is probably hitting it almost at the same time as it is hitting on Xbox. Yeah. If, if they're going to hit that spring window, I mean, that's the same, that's that same window that, that you know xbox has been talking about so um i'm not a minecraft guy okay i played minecraft on the charity event for the kids and um but i will say minecraft dungeons looks i've already talked about this it's that actually intrigues me and i want to play it uh the last game in these little quick hits here at the end of the article only one that sparked my interest any further was burnout paradise remastered is hitting the switch which is super cool uh grim and our boy Bax got me a copy of burnout paradise and i've enjoyed playing it a lot it's still not as good as classic burnout games but if you like uh you know an open world wild racing game it, it would definitely be a good one i'm i'm really curious to see how good it's gonna look on the switch yeah because the 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 remake the the remaster looks really nice on the playstation 4 where i imagine the switch port's gonna look more like the original which is fine, yeah. but, you know, it, it I, just, I don't expect it to look super clean. I mean, yeah, I wonder how the world, like, the blur and everything for the world when you're talking about how fast, because it's open world and how fast you're traveling around, the the assets having to load in, is the Switch going to handle that okay? And at the same time, if this was if this was Burnout Three or something like that that was being released on the Switch, I'd be I'd be it'd be pre-ordered already if I could pre-order For it. Sure. But because this game it is this game and I I already played it a little bit on PlayStation, I'm like you know, I'm just this just doesn't it doesn't like though I don't I, I have what Mario Kart is really my racer on on the Switch right now. I don't really have any other racer that I care about on the Switch this would give me that but at the same time i worry about what the price point is Is this a 40 dollar game because there's just no way you know yeah i i agree and burnout paradise is a fun game the i'm not as into the open world aspect of it as much as i like the arcade aspects of the prior what four or so burnout games right so um if you're looking for that burnout itch or you like a open world racer it could be a good one for you but i I would definitely wait to see what this game is going to look like and what the price point is going to be it's just available sometime 2020 yep and that's that's the nintendo mini direct there was 
again, there were several things that I was super excited about. Um, it, you know, if there's anything else you want to talk about, please get in our Discord, get in the Nintendo chat, and uh, let's talk about it. All right, and then our follow-up to that is there was some um, rumors or, or a leak that happened uh, right after the Direct, and that was that Nintendo has big plans for Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary uh, celebrations for Mario... Um, turning 35, the last time that we saw something like this would have been Mario's 30th birthday when we got uh, custom amiibos. We uh, we the the Mario Maker announcements were made. There, you know, a lot of this stuff kind of floated around the whole E3 uh, time during you know five years ago, and so this time around E3 is canceled. So Nintendo has said they're not sure. They're not commenting, but Nintendo basically doesn't know how they want to end up distributing this information. But the uh, multiple sources have have come through and said that there's a platform holder, um, Nintendo, that is planning to hold an event to um, talk about the 35th anniversary of Mario. As part of the anniversary celebration, Nintendo reveals plans to re-release most of Mario's 35-year back catalog this year. Uh, remastered for the Nintendo Switch. So, of that, they said, uh, Eurogamer reported that the follow-up to this story, that the remasters will include Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. All being redone, cleaned up somewhat, and then put on the Switch. Uh, Nintendo will also release several other Mario titles in 2020, including new installments in the Paper Mario series and a deluxe version of 2013 Super Mario 3D World, which I think is Cat Mario, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So um, that's pretty... I think that's exciting. This is something that they need to do. I mean, Mario is such a power... It is their powerhouse um, to, to go and say... And just dump all of this out on the Switch is going to equal a ton of sales. Digital, physical, whatever options they give us. Um, I think it would be really cool if they did something like, man, I am now realizing how old I feel. (laughs) But do you remember the collection we bought on the Wii? I do, exactly. That was 25. That was the (laughs) 25. Yeah, yes. So that was a decade ago. Yeah, that, that would be about the right time. That we, we bought that by we I mean you bought it and we spent it felt like weeks like two weeks in a row every night Grim and I would get done with our job at we worked at worst purchase together where the stores closed up by ten o'clock we head to Grim's house where the you know we're we're hanging out and we were playing through the lost levels it was Grim myself uh, and our buddy Doug. And there definitely were other people coming and going, and it was just pass the controller around trying to get through the lost levels, just dying all the time. And that was a really good memory. But yeah, it'd be cool to see a physical collection of this. Yeah, that's well. Yeah, that would be really cool. I'd be that'd be something I'd like to add to my collection. Otherwise, I mean, they're gonna do they're gonna clean up in digital sales here, and uh, you know, we'll see what they actually say because uh, the plans are were the plans are set to be revealed alongside new details of Nintendo's partnership with Universal. Um, to talk about the new Super Nintendo World theme park attractions and the animated Super Mario movie. 
Um, but we, so th that's already happened. And then of course we just saw their collaboration with Lego and, and how they're doing a special interactive Lego Mario set, which is also playing part of this 35th anniversary celebration. So we'll see when they do it, but it, it was, um, the, those same, the same, uh, places that were reporting this information said Nintendo had planned on presenting this at E3. But because that's canceled now, they're trying to figure out how they want to do it. I'm, I'm sure it's just going to be another Nintendo Direct that kind of gets dropped on us. And I'm completely okay with it. The sooner the better because I would love to get my hands on... Honestly, like Mario 64 I've played so many times and, and, and across multiple platforms. You know, from obviously the Nintendo 64, but then on the handhelds. I'm less excited about that game unless, again, they come through and it's a cleaned up, like it's a, it, you know, they, they did something amazing with it. Um, but I'm really excited because I would love to do a full playthrough of Sunshine and Galaxy. Mm -hmm. I feel like Sunshine was a, was an underrated Mario game that I really enjoyed on the GameCube, but I think I would appreciate it more. I'd appreciate the, the level design more. And same with Galaxy, like Galaxy was so, you know, people talked about it being the perfect, one of the perfect Mario games that they ever made. So I'd like to have another, you know, and I own those games on their original platforms, but um, just, again, that ease of use to be able to fire it up on my Switch and play it, I think um, I would really appreciate a play, a full playthrough of those games again. Yeah, I'd like to play Mario Galaxy without having to Joy-Con and Wiimote. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd like to just be able to play it uh, because, like I said, Two to three weeks ago, the last game I bought at the GameStop was Mario Galaxy 2, like four years ago or something like that. Uh, so I have recently put some time into that. This is a cool announcement. I'm really excited about this announcement. I've never played Sunshine because, again, we know I kind of skipped over the GameCube generation for a lot of stuff. Like I've said, I've never played Double Dash. Um, at minimum, I honestly believe Mario 64 should be free to Nintendo online subscribers at minimum. Like I keep thinking about how that service doesn't give us enough, how yeah. we, we don't get enough out of being subscribers, to that service. Okay. I get it. If you want to charge us 10 to 20 bucks a piece for those other games. But when it comes to Mario 64, give that to everyone who has a subscription. Let, let us have the original 3d Mario. Yeah, I mean, like 64, could you could do that with 64. I mean, my other thought is because you already have NES and SNES involved in that online catalog, could you release all of those Mario games that were on those platforms into those libraries with online functionality of being able to, you know, do that, that type of uh, two-player um, playthrough but not sitting there couch co-op? And just make and just add it to the library, and, and they could sit there and say, "There's your gift." I'd be I'd be pretty okay with that, considering you're going to get one, two, and three. You're going to get world, maybe you get world two, but I don't know. You know, I mean, Did we're you already do that. Is well, yeah, right. Sorry, sorry. You're. I'm not even thinking about that. Yeah, what am I talking about? There's those already there. So yeah, I was gonna say like those games are there, and you you and I can queue up a session and play. So a thirty five dollar well, right. So I guess what I meant by is that a thirty five year catalog. What are they? Okay, so then what if those games are included in that catalog? How are they different? You know, yeah. If you're gonna build a thirty fifth anniversary and not include any of the eight bit sixteen bit era because they're on the online service, that doesn't make it. You know, like 
I, I can't imagine they would do that. So then at that point, what's different about them? What are they doing? Yeah. It, 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 all, all this article just talks about is the 3D era because we have access to most of the non-3D era, like good Mario games prior to 64. Is Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo online? It probably isn't. I honestly, the reason why I even made that initial statement is that I've so I've been so far removed from yeah. the the online library because it hasn't really interested me. Uh, I yeah. don't know if I don't know if RPGs on there. My, I don't think it is. It's it's my mind is blending from the SNES Classic and and the Switch yeah. library, and and I think it's on the SNES Classic, but not the library. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. So, but yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when they make the announcement. But I feel like if you're talking about a 35 year catalog and you're only going to talk about 3D Mario, I mean, I, I got you know you could make a package of that. But I feel like then what? I, I guess maybe okay. But now you start including maybe Paper Mario series and you know like a Thousand Doors and, and color, do something with Color Splash, which was a really good game, but just was at the tail end of the Wii U dying. So like not a lot of people got to play that. Super Paper Mario from the Wii era, which was a really cool hybrid of the two styles. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot of I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of question marks up there of like, well, I hope this isn't a three game celebration like i'm hoping it's more mm-hmm. and, and what what does that what does that equal out to i don't know so but anyways that's our topic on nintendo we covered the nintendo direct and we talked about the rumors about mario's 35th anniversary and how nintendo is going to be announcing a 35 year catalog of mario being released entirely this year is the rumor so we shall see um, okay, we're going to move into the Zillabyte section of our show, and that is our short topics. Um, we're going to, there's a couple we might dive a little bit deeper into, but the idea here is they're just, they're, they're news topics that we want to mention, but we're not going to spend a ton of time on them. Uh, first one is Epic Games launch a publishing label. And they signed some uh, good, cre- some pretty solid creators so far. So the Fortnite maker, Epic Games, is getting into publishing, and they're doing it in a big way. So uh, today, the company announced that the launch of Epic Games Publishing is going to be uh, funded. Is going to be a publishing label funded by Epic, and we're building the publishing model we always wanted to ourselves when we worked with publishers. And that's straight uh, straight from the founder Tom uh, Tim Sweeney um, in in a statement that he made. So to start, Epic has lined up an impressive trio of development partners that include Remedy Entertainment, which is known for the game Control. Mm-hmm. Kind of popular now, right? Yep. Play Dead. <laughs> Play Dead, the team that's behind Limbo and Inside. Really yeah. solid indie group there. Uh, and a studio helmed by director Fumito U- Uida, which uh, is most rec- who most recently launched The Last Guardian. So um, those three have all signed on to work with the Epic Publishing. And it seems like a pretty solid deal here is that the uh, later on Remedy... So Remedy being probably, I'd say, like the most like... Oh wow! They just came off of a huge success, and they're they're locking it in here. They're they're gonna their deal covers two games: a large scale game and then a smaller game uh, in the same universe. They're saying so. 
We'll see what that means. So, as with the Epic Game Store, though, which boasted about its more developer-friendly terms, which, if you remember back in the day, we talked about how they give, like, 88% to the developer, take take 12%, where everything else is, like, a 70-30 split uh, on, like, Steam and other places. So, um, the new publishing label is meant to offer a better deal for game creators. And these are the key aspects that they that they gave us in this article. Developers retain 100% of all intellectual property and full creative control of their work. Epic Games Publishing will cover up to 100% of developing costs from developer salaries to go-to-market expenses such as QA, localization, marketing, and all publishing costs. Developers can earn a fair share of their work once costs are recouped Developers earn at least 50% of all profits. Didn't Epic kind of tease this six, eight months ago or something? I felt like they were talking about funding game development. Yeah, they, they, they exactly funding game development, but we hadn't, we, we had no details and, and here we are now. So this is pretty good. And they say up to a hundred percent. So the idea here is that if you have a group that has funding for certain things and you're going to pay that way, then, then you've now even lessened the recouping of, of whatever much money that Epic games has put into it. So you're getting your profit even quicker if you have that budget. But the cool thing is if you don't and you still want the power of Epic games at, you know, is that they will support it. And then once once that money's recouped, then you just move into that 50-50 split. And so I don't know a lot of um, other publishers that have publicly shared what their cuts are, what their what their you know their guidelines are, but this sounds pretty pretty decent. And I mean to have groups like Play uh, Playground or not sorry, not Playground, Play Dead, Play Dead and uh, Remedy to jump on board. That's um, those are two groups that, I mean, Remedy doesn't need it in my opinion, so they must see value here. And Playdead has had success after success, so I would feel like they see value here in order to make this call. And then um, the the third studio, which is uh, Gen Design, um, is a new studio, but it's but it's being directed by um, uh. Fumito Ueda and who did the last guardian and obviously has a rich history of games before that in the, you know, in the past and like the PS2 era and stuff. Um, you know, yes, it's a new studio, so maybe they're looking for opportunity, but at the same time, it's a, it's a, well, it's a name that is uh, known in the gaming industry. So it's interesting. It'll be, it'll be, well, I would like to see who joins next, but that's a good start. That's three solid names that you can sit there and say, Hey, you know, we got some traction and on top of it, you're Epic Games. So at the, at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, I don't think, I don't think it matters, but, um, I do like seeing Epic more and more seem to care about the industry, to care about the developer, to care about the, the create, you know, just whoever's making the content and just try to give them a fair playing field. But at the same time, it's like, Hey, this is a business. We still need to make money. But we're not just going to gouge you to the point where it's like, yeah, you got to make a video game, but you're still, you know, you're still not successful because you can't turn around and make another video game because we took all your money. So um, I think this gives the ability for developers and company and younger companies to develop, have success 
actually generate profit so that they could then turn that into hopefully another game that they're not it's you know you shouldn't hear about a developer that had success and then they struggle to make another game that doesn't make any sense to me so um this seems to be that type of platform any thoughts nope seems good all right that's uh to, or Zilla Zilla Bites topic one. Our next one goes slides over to Miggy. I know he was excited to uh, discuss this one. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two Remaster reportedly launching tomorrow. If you're watching the live show today, if you're listening to the podcast uh, on its normally released day. Um, now with one big like caveat here. That a lot of these a lot of these uh, articles are clickbaity with it is that it is a remaster for the Modern Warfare Two campaign only. So no, no multiplayer. No, uh, yeah, they're saying that the maps of Modern Warfare Two and things like that and the multiplayer will be added to um, the the new 2019 Modern Warfare game. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so, but for those that are excited about the campaign of Modern Warfare 2, they're talking about a remaster launching tomorrow, uh, which would be March 31st is what I'm referencing is the rumor, and this is, you know, I think the rumor is this 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 sparked up like a year ago or whatever, and then it kind of disappeared, and so the, the rumor is that this game's been ready for a little while, and that Activision kind of feels like right now is a good time to launch this with so many people at home and, and the love that surrounds this game. So what do you got, Miggy? Oh, you know, I, I, I think, I don't know by it being just the story, just the story mode. I wonder how many people are actually going to dive back into it. I mean, I'm going to dive into it. I enjoyed it. Um, as one of my favorites. Matter of fact, it's, um, the first modern, uh, modern call of duty that I uh, got introduced to, um, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm hoping that the updated uh, Modern Warfare online content gets some love. I mean, gets like the um, the the guns added because um, I mean, my favorite was like the RPD and then the USP 45 from a sidearm. Um, and we get those updated maps like Favela and I forgot one of the other uh, the other one um, the other maps. But um, yeah, I'm excited if if we're getting that the HD remaster i'm excited to see if that love carries over to what we're playing now so we can see the updated maps or portions who knows even on the war war zone um but i know i did hear that they did uh that they're bringing it back in its full content and they're leaving um that one mission in there the uh, no russian which sparked a lot of uh uh, well, I won't say a lot, a, a bit of controversy back when it first came out. I feel like now when it gets re-released, it's going to be a lot of controversy, especially with the updated graphics and the climate that we're in. So, um, yeah, yeah, interested to hear the feedback from the press on that. Yeah, that level is interesting because, I mean, my my thoughts on it is that it's not really a level, right? It, it's it's a it's a it's a rail that you walk yeah. along with unlimited bullets as you just do something that's just horrific. And then if I'm not mistaken, spoiler alert. So mute me for 10 seconds. You just get realized at the end of that mission. Don't you, you, you kind of get like exposed at the end of that mission. Do I remember that? Right. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. So like to me, 
I don't know. I feel like you could probably work that out of the game pretty easily and still have a pretty seamless like integration there or or even like put a new chunk in. But I mean at the same time from a creator standpoint, if that's your game, if that's if that's what you made and you still want it in its true form, then I guess you just need to accept the negativity or whatever you know that's going to come your way based off of what you're saying and and in the climate that we live in now and and you know the in the situation i mean it got heat back then so i mean they must mm. assume that i don't think they assume they're not going to get heat now or or that it's going to be praised now you know like i don't i don't think that's going to happen so right I could care less. I, I never felt like that was a point in that game where I was like, oh man, I, I need to replay that mission or, or I ever like, yeah, I think about it because it was so just off putting. And I think that, I mean, let's be honest. I think that's why it was put in there, mm-hmm. you know? So we'll see. Uh yeah, uh game, game of Holic Nico on, on mixer.com slash games. Let says it's an experience. And it is. I mean, like, we remember it. It was impactful in the sense of, like, wow, this is bad. <laughs> you know, like, you played it, and you followed through with it, and you got... And, and But it was... A, they did a good enough job that when you were done with that level, you felt bad. You, you like, you felt wrong. And, I mean, that was the point, right? You were You were trying to, like be this mole, be this fake person. And you, and you went through with something that like, you could probably never, like, how would you ever forgive yourself? How would you ever like reason with the fact of why that you did that? And, you know, I mean, it sticks with us to this day, to this point where we're having a discussion on, should it be in the game still at this point? Yep. So yeah, I don't know. It's a good, it's a, it's good, t- good point. We'll see what happens. I personally, um, as much as I played Modern Warfare Two, if this gets released and it's not free, I, I don't think I play it. Honestly, Unfortun- unfortunately, is that what they, is that what they're saying? Thirty dollars? No, no, no. I'm calling it right now. See, they're going to be twenty five or thirty bucks. Yeah, it can't be. There's no way it can be more than thirty for sure. If it's only campaign. Or like, cause, cause supposedly this leak, the the people found this data in code for Modern Warfare 2019 season three, right? We're we're getting ready for the next season of Modern Warfare. So then, what if this is built into say the battle pass? You buy the battle pass, you get the campaign. Now you're talking about ten dollar battle pass. It's giving you all the stuff. Plus, because you bought the battle pass, you get this campaign. Okay, there's there's value there for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, we could hear as as soon as twenty four hours what, what's going on. Less than that, but uh, right. yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. So, uh, next topic, our final Zilla bite is GameStop, <laughs> and I saved this image because why not just throw it up there, GameStop. We talked last week about GameStop and how they're essential and they want to keep their doors open and they don't care about their employees. Just just a really bad look for them. Well, they changed their tune. They closed their doors, but they allowed curbside pickup still and online orders. So now just, you know, the sick people aren't allowed in the door. You just but you just got to stick. You still got to like give them their product. 
Well, there's got to be a process on how to properly do that, right? Like you're going to have a hazmat suit or a mask or some gloves or something so that you can properly handle transactions if they hand you money or if they hand you... Because here's the thing. Yes, it's online orders. But at the same time, there's this this article that we're going to be reading here talks about doing transactions, taking a credit card from that person, taking currency from that person when they approach the door. So I did not make this up. There's no germs on money. This is real. This is from Forbes.com. GameStop is telling employees to wrap their hands in plastic bags and keep working. Genius. This is... The quote from a Massachusetts game. Okay, so okay, so Massachusetts is under a big is a solid a big lockdown right now, and you know obviously just like here in Michigan, it's it's an order from the governor, um, essential only, essential companies only, essential employees only. Period. GameStop has not been put on that list, even though GameStop at one point thought they should have been. They are not on that list. <laughs> So, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Show me how it works there, Deadeye. If you're watching on Mixer.com, Deadeye's gonna give a demonstration on how plastic bags will save your life. So yeah. So sorry if there's any wrinkling, but as you uh, use my telephone. Yeah. And, how's that working uh, for you? Uh, you know, about as good as ever because I can't type. So. <laughs> the, the, so the, uh, thumbprint doesn't work, but I can still. Uh, I'm gonna send Grim a Snapchat selfie here. You keep talking. <laughs> All right. Coming through. All right. So, um, this is this this story is reporting out of Massachusetts, and and basically they're taking extreme measures to flatten the curve and prevent COVID nineteen cases from overwhelming the fragile healthcare system. Despite this, GameStop stores will remain open, but only for curbside pickup. In order to facilitate this, employees have been given some truly bizarre instructions. This is the quote that was provided to Forbes.com by a manager that works at GameStop and wanted to be held or wanted to be anonymous. So workers have been told to wrap a plastic bag around one hand to protect it from the exposure to the virus. Open the door just a crack and take the customer's credit card. This was said by a district manager to a, to a, to a store manager. Employees are then to run the card with a hand still encased in the bag. Then flip the bag inside out, leaving the card inside, and then you put the purchase in the bag and hand it back through the door. I've heard worse ideas. It's better than no idea. (laughs) Managers were emailed instructions from a district leader. The email, which was handed over to, like, to to uh, Boston Globe, was the first person that that, uh, got this. Um, Read it. Read it in part um, lightly. You don't want to be able to get it off easily, okay? And they're talking about the bag. So tape a GameStop plastic bag over your hand and arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Do okay. not open the door all the way and keep the glass between you and the guest's face. Just reach your arm out. Now, now, the the Globe reporter was sitting here saying this sounds like a prank more than anything, but unfortunately, it isn't. The manager told the newspaper, "I have to make a choice between doing a job that nobody needs during a pandemic and not being paid." 
and possibly infecting people or being infected. We know for a fact that this disease is contagious even when it's asymptomatic. So, GameStop apparently told managers that the retail chain has permission from the state to continue operations, but yet is not among the business Massachusetts list as essential services. So, what, they had like they had a back alley phone call and they made a deal, but let, yet there's no proof? <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, even though the lockdown may be good for GameStop's bottom line, we're, we're, we're still putting people at risk. So on Sunday, GameStop started limiting its operations to online sales and curbside pickup, and business was booming, said the manager, who worked Monday and said it was busier than expected. Uh, on a conference call discussing Sunday sales, store leaders kept saying they earned $2 million in one day. Said the manager uh, they weren't sure how many stores that included as far as uh, that total. So here's the kicker, right? Is that we've we've heard the states are like, if you stay open and you don't um, and, and you're not on the list, there's going to be, you know, consequences. Businesses that remain open during lockdown against state orders face a $300 fine per incident. That would break GameStop. <laughs> now that <laughs> in this fine, they're done. Yeah, in this article, it states that that may be enough to uh, you know to kind of cause mom and pop shops from breaking the rules, but uh, less clear whether than if someone's making two million dollars in one day, I think they're going to take the the three hundred dollar fines that they might have to deal with. <sighs> it's ridiculous. It's just to me, it you know with. Okay, I don't. I'm not trying to get into politics here, but you have you have the president of the United States that literally came out and said we have to extend the the order here. We have to stay, you know, socially apart longer than we planned because it's not at. We haven't hit the peak yet. It's still getting worse. Yet we have these companies that are encouraging people to come out and and interact, which is what we're not supposed to do. And so for me, I just like, I don't like for me, if I was honestly, if I was Nintendo, Microsoft or Sony right now, I would just have some crazy digital. And I know there's sales going on every day, but I would have a crazy digital sale that literally was, hey, this is because of COVID-19. Don't go outside. Just download your game. I mean, it's an opportunity for them to start converting people more and more and more towards digital, which we talked about. And at the same time, you're pro- you're protecting people while still allowing them to get access to the content that, that they want because they're bored, stuck in the house, and they're a gamer. Okay, I get it. I play games every day. I want access to games. I bought Doom Digital. I bought, you know, I, I'm buying things digital right now because I don't even want the chance that somebody's dumb. Well, I don't want to say dumb. Somebody is either unknowing or dumb and, you know, are infected or have or are transferring things from another person that's infected. And then I get it because I wanted to play Animal Crossing like that. You know, oh, hey, why why did, uh, you know, someone's talking to my wife. Why did your husband die? Oh, he really wanted a video game. He went out and bought it and then he got sick. You know, I don't want that. And people should people should think like that. And, you know, like, I'm not saying that uh, you can't take 
I'm not saying that you can't go outside. Like, like there's essentials. I mean, my, my wife went to the grocery store today, but you know, she wore gloves and she, and, and, you know, she basically like decontaminated herself uh, when she got home. And, you know, and we still know that every time we do something like that, we in theory raise the percentage chance that one of us could get sick. Or, or both of us. And so to sit there and think about video games like that and to put your employees in the sense that you can't give them gloves. And I get it. Resources are hard to find right now. Uh, you know, you have every state fighting for resources. You have the, the government outbidding the states for resources and then not deploying them. I mean, it is a mess out there. So for a company like GameStop to get a hold of gloves may not be the easiest thing. But... When you start to issue out this information as a company, like here's the deal: if I told I'm, I run Gamezilla Media, okay? I when it's, when it's all said and done, I deal with some of the biggest decisions when it comes to Gamezilla Media. If I turned around and told Deadite something that was just stupid sounding, my first thought in my head was go: if that wasn't, if that didn't side right with Deadite, what would happen if he took that to the public? What would my image look like? Like, I think like a businessman and I think like GameZilla Media is just as big as, as GameStop. It's not, but I think that way. So when, when it I, soon could be the, it, it's, it's, every, it's, it's going, ever yeah. Bubbling. It's ever so bubbling. when I think of what they're doing and the decisions they're making, and then these, these, these literally these emails that are being sent out, I go, do these people think what if this was released publicly? How will and that make release publicly? And and they know, and that's the thing. If I'm GameStop, I know whatever I put out there at this point, right now, especially everything I say is going public because they're, because I know I have disgruntled workers. I know I do. It's clear as day. So when I put something out, it needs to be spot on. It needs to be a process. It needs to make sense. It needs to be, you know. When you think of it, you go, yeah, that's a good, you know, that's smart. Like example, I read an article today that Target stores are literally putting up plexiglass walls between all of the different registers and then people's jobs, literally they're bringing in people to work that their only job is to make sure everyone in line is the proper distance away from each other. And then each person goes in and buys their stuff. And before the next person gets to go into that into that section, it's completely cleaned. And then they rotate the line for deep cleaning of those locations after so many after so many customers. Okay, it's still a chance. You still have a chance. You should still only go there when you absolutely need something essential, right? And but at the same time, when I read that, I go, they're taking precaution. They're putting up, you know, they're putting up legitimate walls to try to allow people to get the products they need, allow target to survive and at the same time, not spread the virus. And so I look at that, I go, okay, that makes that, that makes me feel a little bit better. It's still a gamble, but just, it's less of one. In my opinion, when you tell me to tape a plastic bag to my arm, that's like, like I've had jobs when I was a kid that I got paid under the table that were super shady. That I I'm sure you had a few of these. That's what I would expect from those companies. Okay? From, Not from GameStop. Large, <laughs> not to digress too far. But from <laughs> the major 
nonprofit insurance provider in the state of Michigan, there was a spill of allegedly contaminated water with Legionnaire's disease. I was sent in with no mask, just a pair of boots that went up to my knees and a squeegee and told to clean it up. And that's legitimately a disease that kills you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've been in that position. Yeah. I was 17. I just did what I was told. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just, it's again, it's like who, like, I, I just, who runs this company? It, it, it It's mind boggling the idiots that run this company. And I, and anybody that listens to this, that, that either if you work for GameStop and you want to, uh, you know, reach out to us and talk to us about this, please do because I don't understand. Okay. Because I have, okay. I'm just going to say this and I'm one person, but my house has boxes of medical grade rubber gloves. Okay. Not easy to get, but I still got them. Like, I have a hard time believing that you are literally requiring your your team to tape bags that are probably not uh, specced to, you know, avoid transfer and to protect from, you know, from deadly viruses. Last time I checked, you make your bags to, I don't know, hold a game and that's about it. And I, I just, to me... They're nice bags, don't... Don't sell those bags short. To me, it's like, okay, if the virus is on this this person's credit card and I'm processing it through my machine over and over and over again because I made $2 million because, because the, you know, so many X amount of stores made $2 million in one day, then how, like, how, if you're making me use plastic bags to protect myself, what the hell are you giving me to, to sanitize my card reader, to sanitize anything else that's questionable at that point? What what's the what's the procedure when I put my arm out the door and someone grabs it? What's the procedure, you know, like when oh, no. when That's I horrifying. Yeah. What's the procedure when I crack the door and someone like jokingly decides to quickly move and cough in my face? You know, like it just doesn't like and and I don't know. I just to me I'm like this isn't this isn't how you should present the company. This isn't how you should treat your your employees. This isn't how you should treat your customers. It just is, it's bad. Like, shut the stores down. Keep your online going and let everything go out of the warehouse like, I don't know, Amazon does. And Amazon is still having problems with their workers getting sick. And then now you have to worry about the box showing up and the, the item that's inside the box being contaminated. You know, like, there's no 100% proof way proof or proven way to get a product to your house be it food be it toilet paper be it whatever and know that it's safe. There's no way. I mean, when a box shows up on my porch, the first thing I do is I put gloves on, I grab I grab basically uh Lysol wipes and I wipe the box down before I even open the box and then if the product inside is eligible, is capable of being wiped down, I wipe that down just to try to be as safe as possible. Yet we have we have a company that's literally saying, "Hey, take your bags and tape them to your arm." Well, we're not looking at a normal company. Yeah, what about your what about masks? Do they have masks? Plastic bags. Are you taping a plastic bag to your face? Because if you can't provide me with gloves, I doubt you can provide me with masks. 
It's, it's, it's unreal. This is why I'm done with this company. I told you last week, I will never spend another dollar in a GameStop. I'm telling you right now, I will never spend another dollar in GameStop. I'm done. This is disgusting, wrong, and just it's stupid. And when people start to die and it ties back to, oh, that was a GameStop employee. Because it's going to happen. When it happens, like, I hope you get every lawsuit, every, I hope it sinks you, man. This is pathetic. It's wrong, and I'm sick of hearing this shit, but I also feel like every time this comes out right now with GameStop, I have to talk about it. People have to know. I want people to stop shopping at these companies. I feel bad for the employees that feel like they have to work. I get I get that whole angle, okay? I hope for all of them they find a better job, that, that they're able to move on, but this is not the company that you should be backing. This is not the company that's going to save you. It's not. It's the company that's, gonna, that's, that's not going to be there when you're being buried because they didn't take care of you. And that's dark, but it's the truth. And that's been Zillabytes. <laughs> I left that for the end. I left that for the end, so we just <laughs> a horrible feeling. <sighs> Anyways. That's been Zillabytes. That's our attack on the news. For these topics and much more, visit gamesillamedia.com where you can read the blogs, you can watch the YouTube videos, you can see all the you can listen to all the other podcasts. All the content that we make remotely because we care about each other and we're trying to still, you know, keep ourselves afloat and not go through a two month lull or however long it's going to be of not being able to create content for you. Yet we're not taking chances and putting each other at risk. GameStop. Okay, that's where you go. GameZillaMedia.com. All right. But we do have our discussion topic. And the uh, discussion topic is interesting because I'm on, I've said it already in, during the show, I'm on day 18 of quarantine and it's definitely af- affected me some. Like I've never been, I don't believe I've ever been stuck like this for, for this long. And I've noticed it. Like I've definitely noticed that my mood swings or anxiety, um, you know, um, in, in the, the Having so much around me, I'm sitting in a room right now that has so many video game options, so many, yet feeling like I'm, I have nothing to do, feeling like I'm bored, feeling like I, like, like I need, <laughs> feeling like I need to go to GameStop to get a video game, even though I don't, right? Um, and so that led to me to think about this topic of burnout. Right. So how how can we combat burnout, gaming burnout while you're quarantined? You know, we're, we're stuck here and we we have access to Netflix and Hulu and all these services that can provide us with content. Yet you have to worry about the fact of like, I don't want that anymore. I just want a smoothie from Tropical Smoothie or something like that. Right. Like I just want to go, you know, to the park and do a, B, and C. And I know some places you can still do that and, and, and things like that. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're in a situation where maybe that's not as not possible or we'll be penalized if we're caught or things like that. So burnout is something that I've noticed where I play a mix of games. I'm a variety streamer. I, I definitely juggle a good amount of games in, in my, in my inventory of what I like to play while I stream. But I've also noticed that part where I've sat down with Miggy with owl zero and I, and others. And I've sat there on a mic and said, what do you want to do? And we literally have sat there for 
I don't know, 30, 40 minutes going, I don't know, we could we could play, and we'll ramble off eight games and be like, oh, I don't know, do you want to play any of those? Like, even though, like, I like those games, I'm kind of at that point, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to play League of Legends again. I, I don't know if I want to fire up Forza Horizon for, you know, the 18th time in a row. Like, and so what we can do realizing burnout and then what we can do for burnout. So I'm going to, I'm going to swing it to Miggy first. Cause I think him and I have experienced it together and I just want to grab his thoughts on this topic. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny cause this just, um, hit me last night. Like I really wanted to stream, you know, cause like you, uh, being on the quarantine, um, you know, it's just, just, you know, stream to try and get that, uh, that, that interaction, you know, with someone different. And, um, I turned on the stream and I don't even remember what game I started playing. Oh, I think it was playing Soul Calibur and I was messing around with that. Um, and then I just wasn't in the mood. Like I really didn't know what I wanted to play. Um, and I jumped around, I think to about three or four different games. Um, and it's just, I it, think towards the end is when I started getting into, into the game that I was playing, but it was just, it's just, it's just been a struggle. It's like, I've got all these games, um, I mean, kind of like you, I've got a small section, but I've got all these games that I need to play that I need to go through that I can play that I've never played before, but yet it's like, nothing is really hitting me. You know, it's like, I just want to go outside. I think that's what it is. I want to go outside. I want to have a face to face conversation with somebody different in my life. And it's just, I, I, I think games isn't cutting it right now. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I had the charity event this weekend, so that helped me where it was like, I had a focus, I had a goal, so I just picked some games. But even picking games for the charity events, like I made a I made a document and I listed all the games I could play. And I was just like, none of these are screaming to me where I feel like I could be high energy and just keep it going for long periods of time. And I made it work with Forza because I know Forza well. But even I think that I think the the additional layer of this thought is you get into a game that's open world. You get into a game like Forza Horizon Four that is like okay, here's this giant map and you can do 50 different things across all these locations. And even when I get, even when I make the decision of like, I'm going to play Forza, I get into Forza and I go, okay, now what am I going to do in Forza? And then nine times out of 10, I just take myself to the mountains and I drift because I can't make my mind up at what I want to do in the game because I'm like, ah, do I want to go do another race? Do I want to do another speed trap? Like, to me, it's like, it's not that I'm bored of the game. It's not any of that. It's just that I've been, that it's been my escape now for, for, for as long as it's been, you know, for these 18 days. And unfortunately, before I knew that this was coming down, before I knew it was playing out this way, I was playing this game. So I was already exposed a certain, you know, a certain amount where, increasing the amount of play of that game increases the chance that I burn out on that game where maybe I was balancing it better when I was still going to work, when I was still going out for events, when I was still doing this stuff, it, I still had like a want, right? I had a want where I was like, I want to sit down and play Forza. Now it's like, I don't want to sit down. Cause I, all I do is all I, all I do is sit in this house or stand in this house or walk around this house. I want out. Right. And so, taking my dogs for a walk sometimes is more exciting than the game I'm playing. And that's weird. That's weird to me. Even things like doom eternal, which I've played once and I really liked what I played and it was a good, it was a long session, but I haven't returned to it. 
And I don't have a reason why. It's not that I didn't like the game. It's not that I'm not excited about the story. It's just that I, like for me, I'm like indecisive right now. And so the biggest thing that I found to combat that is, is, is to move away from games like Doom that are single player. And that single player is not driving me the way it needs to. Other than I'd say like Animal Crossing is doing an okay job. But Animal Crossing has community interaction. I can have Jade um, come into my island and, and we can interact and share. And I can go to her island and things like that. And so same thing with my friends. But Doom, for the most part, I'm not interested in the multiplayer aspect of that game. I just want to play the story and... It just it kind of isolates me, and right now I don't want to be isolated anymore. So it works against that game where I want to go play Rocket League, and have fun and talk with people. And you know, same thing like this podcast right now. I I, I look forward to the podcast because I look forward to hanging out with Deadeye and Miggy because we get to interact, we get to hang out, we get to laugh, we get to tell stories, we get to you know um, make something together, and so. Even me uh, playing Minecraft and trying to learn the basics of Minecraft from Owl Zero and Player One Miggy during the charity event, what I found entertaining because I was actually like, they were teaching me something. In a way, it was me being at school or, or me being in a class or whatever, a training, and it uh, it gave me a sense of direction and it gave it drove me towards an end goal, which was build my, build my first house. Okay. Zombies are coming, build your house or die. Like that was it. Okay. So that was like, figure (laughs) it, figure it out. So, um, you know, that, I think that's my way of combating burnout right now is fantasy star online two has worked out well with Mickey and me where I can, I can team up with somebody, but I find myself not going, getting obsessed over fantasy star two right now from a solo standpoint where I would normally go in when everybody's asleep and I would just grind my character to a high level by myself, collect all sorts of gear because I love that game. I'm not doing it because I don't have that interaction. I, I would rather play it with player one, Miggy with owl zero with, you know, whoever wants to play. And that's like, you know, teaming up with people like ghost Walker. When I play Forza helps me teaming up with people uh, on Warzone. Uh, even though there's a solo mode now, I don't want to play the solo mode. I want to play the three-man team so that we can strategize together and try to win together. And that gives me like a sense of satisfaction. And that's what I'm missing, I think, in some of the games is the satisfaction. The sit the controller down and be like, ah, I feel better now. Um, that I, what do you have to add to this piece? So, you know, I'm actually kind of a, a little bit opposite from from your strategy is kind of how I'm sort of fending off the burnout, finding the enjoyment in my games right now. I would say I'm probably gaming less than both of you um, because I am I am trying to get out as often as I can, taking like five mile walks with my wife and and that sort of stuff, like trying to use games almost as kind of a last resort. Um, and I have found two things that have really helped me focusing on completing something like right now I'm I got I have Borderlands 3 going I didn't finish the main campaign that's what I'm focused on so I know if I'm playing PlayStation I'm playing Borderlands I'm not flipping through the game collection I'm not trying to figure out what I want to download what I want to start I'm trying to see through something that is a game I already enjoy it's Borderlands I already talked about how much I love the series earlier so 
I have something to look forward to, and I the decision's already made. If it, if it's PlayStation, it's gonna be Borderlands. If it's on the Switch, that's where I'll kind of flip through, and then I feel a little bit of that fatigue. Like, uh, you know, do I want to start something new, or do I want to stick with the, something I'm already playing? But the other thing that I found that was actually one of the most fun and furthest from game fatigue that I felt over this past week was my wife and I were both sitting around, and I was like, hey want to play Mario Golf on the N64? And she's like, yeah, I, that's what I want to do. And there's that part of me that thinks nostalgia in doses is not subject to fatigue or burnout because I'm going back. It's a comfort thing, right? I'm going back to a game I played when I was uh, 12 years old, and it's not like a game I play a tremendous amount, and I'm, I'm playing Mario Golf. It's simple. It's relaxing. It's fun. The music, the the visuals, everything is simple. I'm I'm not tied in uh, to the online. I'm not on my phone or anything. I'm not worrying about chats or headsets. I'm sitting on the floor on a pillow with the weirdest controller ever made in my hand, listening to Toad tell me I went oh B as I hit the ball out of bounds. I love it. So uh, you know, I know Grim, you have a you have a big library of retro games. Maybe I don't know what your retro library is like, but for people listening. Hey, maybe grabbing something old off your shelf, dusting off that old system and plugging it into a TV that can feel new again in these times that we don't have the time in our day to day lives to play retro games. So that was something I really enjoyed this week that kind of took away some of the anxiety of picking a game. Yeah, you kind of you kind of actually helped me with that a little bit in the video that you shared with me today, uh, which was a kind of like a, a, a in-depth recap of the entire game of Samus Returns, uh, which was the the um, you know your new, the Metroid remake for Metroid Two on the 3DS, and I so I watched almost the whole thing, and I kind of kept it kind of like took me to that point. I'm like, man, I don't remember that. I don't. I'm watching. I'm watching this person play. I go. I don't remember doing that. And then in my head, I was like. Has it been that long that I just don't remember, or did or did I like not beat the game the same way he beat it? And then I go, maybe I should pull that cartridge out and try to do another run through of this game. And so it got me thinking about like, I mean, when's the last time you touched a 3DS? For me, it's been a long, long time. So for me, I'm like, wow, am I gonna go play a, this Metroid game? And and you know, and obviously this would be something on the side; it wouldn't be streamed or anything because I don't have the proper gear to get 3ds to uh stream to my computer but i still thought I was like well i kind of want to do this but then i hit that same wall where i'm like well then i'm gonna neglect animal crossing because i'm not gonna play it and then i'm not gonna you know and then i'm not you know then you get to that point where you're like well, i'm not doing this this and this which i kind of wanted to do but i do want to do this and then you kind of get it's almost like an overwhelming feel at that point where you're like all right you know what i'm just not gonna game follow yeah. your heart yeah, exactly. Because there's that part of me that, like, I have Luigi play 10 minutes of it, and there's that part of me that keeps saying, like, oh, I should really start playing that. But my heart keeps saying, finish the campaign for Borderlands. So that's what I do. So I just I just go with whatever I'm, I'm pulled to the most. And it is hard when you feel obligated to play something or obligated to be pulled in a certain way, but... And again, that's one of the reasons I don't stream anymore is I want my game time to just be for me. And a lot of times, you know, 
if I felt like, oh, well, I got to play Rocket League, it's the game I, I stream, I, I'm not going to stream these other games, or I want to play on Switch, but I have my Switch set up to stream. Like, that's one of the reasons that I just made the decisions to play what I want to play for me. Yeah, and see, that's, I don't, okay, so let me, let me... What? clear that clarify that is i don't i don't stream what i think needs to be streamed i play what i want to play the problem is that when you have fantasy star online 2 metroid a, a new game that i've found a lot of enjoyment out of and, and and relaxation in forza and then you mix in a new battle royale which you know i like shooters so you mix in warzone these are all games i do want to play but when you start to mix those in it gets to that point where you're like well what what i have limited amount of time now, it's more time than normal, but I have a limited amount of time. What do I want to put time into? And it's like League, for example. I played League last uh, yesterday, and that was my night of gaming because League takes a lot of time. When I was done with League, I felt satisfied, so it was good. But there are many times where I'll go invest a lot of time into, say, League, and I'll come out frustrated and go, man, I just wasted my whole night playing this game that I didn't have fun it's not because I hate the game. It's just it was a bad night. And so that's competitive gaming. So if if that's the case, then you have to start thinking not maybe what your heart's saying for the game, but maybe what your heart is saying for the style of the game. Like, do you want to get into competitive gaming tonight knowing it could go sideways and you could you could get tilted? Or do you want to just go play a single-player game like Ori and the Will of the Wisp or Metroid, you know, like Samus Returns or something, and just work away at you know work away towards a goal like you're saying borderlands 3 completing the story i think um you know that's the decision making that i need to kind of clarify to myself uh when when those when gaming time is upon me and i think, I think another thing oh go ahead Mickey. and i think another thing that might help too is you have to you have to treat your time like you know even though we are stuck at home um right now but I think we should uh, treat our time just like we would, like if it was a normal day. Like if we're not gonna sit in the, if we're not sitting in the game room or sitting in, you know, in the room or in our gaming area um, during certain hours, then we shouldn't be in there. You know, trying to, trying to, you know, you know, gaming extra time, or whatever. If this is how it's making us feel, um, you know, if we're working from like, you know, let's say for eight, from eight to five, from eight to five, we should be, you know, somewhere anywhere else doing the work. And even and when we go on lunch, have lunch, maybe sit with the, sit with the wife read a book, watch some TV or whatever. And then when you get off work, do whatever you normally do that commute time and then step foot in the game room and do some gaming. And that might help with the, uh, you know, with being burned out or feeling like, you know, you're, you're doing too much or you don't know what to do. Just try and keep some kind of a normal, you know, sense of normalcy in your, in your day. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. I have a hard time cause I do work in my game room because let's be honest, <laughs> It's the most comfortable spot in the in the house for me to do anything when it comes to sit at a chair and work, sit at a chair and game, sit at a chair and browse the web, whatever it is. This is my spot. And though I could, you know, head down to the basement or, you know, like my wife has already kind of taken over the kitchen so that she could break her way, break herself away from her uh, like little, you know, her room. Um, the issue with that is that her room has a couch and, and it, it doesn't have a desk. It doesn't have these things. So like, she's just, she's sitting on a couch trying to work in a, on a laptop and it's just, it's not, it's not easy versus putting it, putting her computer at a table and being able to work. So I, I understood her breaking it away more. Me, I get it. I do understand. I just don't want to. 
<laughs> I don't want to. I want to sit in my chair, you know, and, and you know, like and and enjoy my chair with my my um, nice monitors and stuff like that, and give myself the best ability to work and to play. And so, you know, that's that's kind of how I look at that. And it isn't the perfect answer because I do I do have that effect. Or I have that feeling that you're talking about, but I don't want to shake my life up. And be like, okay, well, I'm going to just drag my chair around the house. And at least that way I'll have my chair and I'll sit at a table that's not, you know, as good as my table. And then move into the gaming room later. I, I don't know. It just For me, it's not, that's not, not, I don't want to do it. It could help though. You might be right. I don't know. Just don't want to do it. But that I, I think, uh, I think, think you might've been on to something with the whole retro game. Cause that's funny. I think either right before all of this started happening or, or right when it started happening, I kind of got the urge to go back down the other uh, retro train. And I've been actually researching handheld devices where I can actually put all of my retro games on and like, you know, I like take them with me wherever I go. And uh, I didn't realize that, that the market was out there for this. So I can get a device that's uh shape, you know, it's kind of like a, a game boy advance or, or a game boy and um load all of the like the retro games on there and play and i can just take wherever because i do enjoy like the the simple you know the simple games and stuff like that and there's a lot of games like that that i've never beat or you know uh, couldn't enjoy because i was young when they came out and when i dive back into them like your donkey kong countries your uh your earthbounds um i mean even shoot or chrono cross or chrono chrono trigger the good one <laughs> you know just games like those you know so yeah yeah i see what i see what you're saying about the retro yeah, and uh, Game Gameaholic Nico also says having Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven would have been great uh, right about now, and uh, you know we're 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 moving into that month where we were supposed to we were supposed to have Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I would agree, I would actually agree if I, and that's why like as fast as I burned Ori, um, you know Ori was that game for me for a few days, and um cyberpunk would be that would be that next game that would just grab me and i and i don't think it, i don't think i would pull away from it uh because i there is so much anticipation around it but ori is ori's been great the thing i've been the problem with ori has been i've been waiting for that patch to fix the game so before i go and say hey i'm going to um play another run through because that's my idea is like hey i'm gonna do a hard mode run through this game now but i don't want it to glitch on me again so i'm literally waiting for them to say patch is dropped and then i'm like i'm right back in it and that is that game that could grab me and, and just keep me entertained for a while but you know unfortunately because of shortcomings of the launch i'm stuck not being able to enjoy it as much as i want to which would have been Cyberpunk 2077 if they wouldn't have delayed it. And that's why you need to become more of a Wii because, you know, we got a Persona uh, Persona uh, Royals that dropped today and Final Fantasy VII that's dropping on the 10th. So, yeah. nope. Nope. No. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, this, nope. Is directed, this is directed at Grim, not you. There's, there's, I know there's no hope for you, uh, Butterboy. Nah, I'll speak. I'll speak for Grim on this one. Nope. <laughs> Final Here's the deal. Um... Um, wow. Uh, Persona, I'm just not interested. I tried to play it on Vita. I tried to play it on PS4. I just, I just, it's, I'm just not into it. The, 
the hundred hour grind of that game is just not what I and the the atmosphere, the story, things like that, it's just not what I want. So but Final Fantasy VII Remake would be that game that I believe I would suck it up and buy it. And then I would play it like Doom Eternal. I would play it once, one to three times, and then I, would, I wouldn't I would go back to it. And it's just me wasting money at that point, which I've done a really good job of not doing until Doom. Because I've been living off a of Game Pass, and I've, been li- I've, I've really changed my habits of how I buy games. And I did that with Doom on a digital standpoint, so it's not like I can even bail on the game. Um, but and, I, and, I, and Doom's that situation where I'm like, I will probably revisit it, but... It's just, I'm not, like, Final Fantasy VII and Persona and those games, I'm just not hyped for. I'm not, it's not Ori. It's not, you know, Cyberpunk 2077. It's not a new Metroid game. It's just, you know, I know many people will love it, and people will talk great about it, and it'll it'll probably get some amazing reviews. It's just not something that uh, I'm looking forward to. All right, guys, I think... uh... I think we've done a good job covering gaming fatigue and how we can so the bit yeah burnout. The big thing though is that we just want to hear everybody that, that's listening to this join the Discord, talk with us, let us know what uh, your best practices are, let us know what you're struggling with, and maybe maybe you are looking for people to to hang out with in game. Uh, all that can happen in the Games Media Discord, and you can join that by just going to the website gameslomedia.com, clicking on that community tab, and join the Discord. Click the button. All right. Game of Months of the Week, right? Well, we've been it's we've run long again, so we want to keep this keep this concise. We just All right. had a nice talk. So. I'll go I'll go first. Gaming Moment of the Week. Right. Victorthon twenty twenty. It was great. Thank you everybody who donated. Thank you everybody who hung out at the stream. Thanks for all the support from all the uh, people that were uh, modding for me. And thanks for the host from um, Dance Marathon of the University of Michigan. Everybody, it, it was an amazing time, an amazing event. I got to play uh, Forza, Minecraft, Rocket League, Sea of Thieves. So, I mean, like I got, I got a nice range of games. I got to meet a lot of people. And, you know, it just overall, I look forward to being able to do something like that again soon for, um, for CS Mod Children's Hospital. And, yeah, that, that, that's my game of moment of the week. It was, it was a lot of fun. Did I? I decided to tune things up a little bit to get ready for the for the real show. While Grim was doing some Victorthon screen, streaming, while I was uh, I had a stream up, was watching, interacting a little bit. I had a little side action going. I was playing Rocket League with the glitch and the Doge Lord. We had uh, so, some some boys were on gaming, and that that was the crew I was running with. Uh, just losing a lot losing a lot because i'm a scrub now i'm no good at rocket league anymore it's breaking my heart i'm really bad too i gotta i gotta tune up because you've been hitting me up for a few days like we gotta play some rocket league so as long as you're prepared for me to not be good anymore i'm down to play because that gave me the itch again i've had a lot of fun getting back into it and uh it's just it's just tough that i haven't played it since like august so i'm not good anymore. Yeah, I uh, I couldn't believe the struggles I had uh, as well. So yeah, you don't use it, you lose it for sure. That that's um, but yeah, I mean I'm down to get back into it. I, I did enjoy what I played, even though I was losing. So um, and there'd be those moments where it would click for me, you know, like then I'd go cold again. 
I found myself getting better at Rocket League. Yeah, yeah, you. That's right, because Miggy, Miggy was playing uh, with me. So, um, real quick, Miggy, before we get into your uh, um, your gaming moment of the week, I did want to make a mention of something that Poolavision said about Final Fantasy VII because it is a good, really good point. Uh, he received an email from Square Enix saying that the physical games for Final Fantasy VII Remake are probably going to be delayed for all retailers. So if you want to play on 4.10 when it's supposed to come out, digital may be the way to go. So just a heads up that uh, someone out there, Poolavision is a member of our of our uh, Discord and a fellow gamer, um, has received communication from Square Enix about possible delays of the physicals. So just a heads up. No. I know. Uh, but anyways, Mickey, gaming moment of the week. Gaming moment of the week uh, was also, I guess, uh, tethered to uh, Victor Thon. Um, just getting on uh, and streaming with you or, or playing with you and, uh, and Owl. Uh, seeing you actually uh, play some, some Minecraft and have fun with that. Oh, uh, you assume I had fun. You're assuming. You never asked. Stealing and jumping on your slime block, you know, that was uh, that was amazing. But um, you know, I mean we, we game till about I think five, five in the morning. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I did that. I mean, playing some Rocket League, uh figuring that game out, learning how to like fly through the air and maneuver um was pretty amazing. And then ending it with Sea of Thieves when we had a almost Steve O bad night where Oh man, it was so bad. So so I'll try I try to make this real quick. So Grim takes the ship. And he brings it onto the island, and he and he hits a rock, and he like takes it back out to the sea, and he looks, he examines the ship, he's like, oh oh, he's like, okay, must not, must not, uh, you know, gotten any. Holes there was no water, anything. there was nothing. No water. So we're um, so he goes on the island, he anchors, he goes on the island, he looks for the treasure and everything. So I got, I go to the boat, I get our uh, raft, and I'm going to get the treasure and putting it on there so I can take it back to the ship. As I'm coming around the island to go back to the ship. I, all I see is our ship pointing straight into the air, and I'm like, uh, Grim, our ship is sinking. And he's like, what? So he goes, he respond, he goes, he he gets the ship back. He comes all the way back over to me. Meanwhile, I'm waiting like 20 minutes. He um, gets spawned me on the, on the other ship. side of the map. Yeah, yeah. So we get on, I, we get on the ship. We get the treasure and everything that I'm holding on to, all in 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 this uh in this in this dinghy or boat or whatever. We get all the way back to the island to turn it in, and we get attacked. Someone was waiting on the outpost, waiting yes. for us, and just it just obliterated us. Took all of our yeah. stuff and traded and sold it. Yep, and that was the end of that stream. But it was. Long. I was like, "Well, it's time to go to bed, everybody. I am yep, not doing that again." <laughs> <laughs> that is the pirate life. But anyways, yeah, it was a good time. So. All right, well, everybody, that's our gaming moments of the week. Please feel free to share what you are, what you're gaming, what your gaming moments of the week, uh, what your highlights, your accomplishments, things like that, all in the Discord. So, and we want to thank everybody for listening to episode three hundred six of the Games Little Podcast. Uh, once again, brought to you by our patrons. Yeah, thank you so much to our supporters on Patreon. Make sure that you join Patreon today so we can afford to buy Grim a pet tiger uh, because yeah, he will be the new Tiger King. Uh, and, of course, make sure you go to GameZillaMedia.com and listen to the other shows that our friends uh, put together here on the GameZilla Media Network. Last Action Podcast, Legend of Retro, Noiseland Arcade, Noobs and Dragons, and, of course, your boys here at the GameZilla Podcast. We're able to Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Google. We're on the Google. We're the, we're the best with the Google. Uh, we're everywhere you need to be. So wherever you listen to podcasts, the GameZilla Podcast is there. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to episode 306. 
another remote episode. So, you know, any type of audio hiccups or anything like that, we apologize for. But we are just trying to keep this together the best we can with the limited resources that we have. But uh, it seems to be working for us. So we're going to keep it rolling. So thanks again. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on. And stay in the house. Wash your hands.